0: What's going on, risk takers? Listen, man, it's your boy B as always. Uh, this is the Pur- Purpose Driven Risk Podcast, and um, I'm excited because this is the first episode right here. And, um, man, if you guys only knew the show that you know I have in store for you all, listen, man, I just want to let you guys know that here at uh, Purpose Driven Risk Podcast. What we simply do is we help everyday people like you and myself take risk with a purpose. So none better than um, Monica Lee is who we have here. Um, She's going to go ahead and uh, pretty much just tell us her story. There's going to be a bunch of gems being dropped. So if you take notes, go ahead and take notes. If you don't take notes, I don't know why you don't. Um, But nonetheless, man, we have a serial entrepreneur here uh, from Airbnb teaching, coaching, um, she's an edu- educator. Um, she's a public speaker. Listen, she's doing digital products. She's she's in a little bit of everything, right? Um, so, if you want to go ahead and just kind of give us a take on, you know, uh, how you grew up and maybe just some background on where you're from, go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hello, everybody. Hello. So I'm Miss Monica Lee. Forgot the miss in front. Range. Oh, my, my fault. My fault.
0: Miss <laughs> Monica Lee. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so. Uh, I guess to introduce myself and, and where I'm from, New York. Right. Come uh, on, R- Brooklyn, you bet you got a right. Brook Br- got B- facts, um, BK facts. to the fullest. Um, <laughs> I grew up in East New York. Um, it's not the best, not the worst, but you know, right, right. Uh, that's my that's where I'm from. Um, uh, my upbringing on oh, man, I, I had an interesting upbringing. <laughs> to say what, the least. What, what, Let us know. Let us know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, I guess I'll start from childhood, right? Because Cause things got cool from childhood. So I'll start from there. Um, I was like a real super creative kid. So I love drawing and I used to make clothes out of like all little pieces, like a little fabric and things for myself and my dolls. And I was just into all type of stuff. And I remember right. in school and they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I wanna be an artist. Like I just was just in a whole nother world. Like everybody right. else wanted to be like a doctor, or teacher, and I'm saying an artist. Right. And it was like Where did that come from, you know? Right, right, Um, right. (laughs) But growing up um, in Brooklyn, like, it was, it was like, I've seen a lot of things, I feel like, at my age, like, really from young, like, a lot of, like, like bad things, negative things, violence and stuff. And I was always, like, trying to stay far away from anything that had to do with that. I was always in my own world, just kind of, like, creating my own environment. Um, I had um, pretty much... Just like I said, just focus on. On I was in a lot of extracurricular activities growing up too, and I think that's what really contributed to me being the way I am now, where I can just do so much. Right. Listen, when I was a kid, I did a lot of stuff. I did, I did music. So I played, I played the piano. Okay. I did dance. So I did tap, ballet, jazz, hip hop. I already told right. you I did art. That was. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait. You yeah. was dancing. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, yeah. because, because <laughs> and hold on, wait, not the type of dancing y'all be talking about nowadays, nah, okay? Nah, 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 this nah, is nah. that, right, this is that artistic <laughs> nah, nah, dancing, all right, we talking yeah. ballet, we talking, you know what I'm saying, Juilliard, that's what we talking, talking. Too. for real too.
1: I was a teacher, yeah, from like age 15 to probably right. like 19, I was okay. an assistant teacher, and I used right, to have right, little kids right. from like age 2 and up Teaching. So that's where the miss came from too. People have been calling me Miss Monica since I was 15. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. Okay. <laughs> okay, interesting, okay. right interesting, But um, thanks. yeah, so
1: so I feel like that really that all those extra curricular activities I was in from a child, that really I feel like molded me to be this person that I feel like I could do so much different things because I, I literally see myself. I feel like that's the best way um to know if you know, to break your fear of putting yourself out there doing stuff when you've grown up and done so many different activities and known, like, listen, I used to get on stage. Hundreds of people in the audience, like I had to just get it together right away and dance. Right. And, like you know I was actually a shy person, but I broke out of it. so I would say like that really molded me. Um, but things really got like really, really cool for me when I got to high school. um I went to um, I went to art high school, so it's called art and design a couple couple cool people graduated from there some some famous people like you know it was a real cool school. Um, wow. but what I loved about it was I was uh, surrounded by kids who were just like me. So growing up in East New York, it was, like, a lot of, like, gang stuff. i was about to curse, Brandon. Oh, my gosh. It was a lot. Of, no, no, you're you it was a lot of gang stuff. It was a lot of, um, you know, people just, you know, just fighting all the time. And a lot of things that I feel like I shouldn't have been seeing at a, at a young age. And
0: right.
1: now I'm shifting. I'm going to school in Manhattan. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, going from East New York to Manhattan, These tall buildings, corporate, it was a whole other world for me. But I was right. surrounded by a lot of a lot of um, uh, kids who were more into that than like being outside and being in the streets and stuff. So I really feel like that changed a lot for me because I could have went down the wrong path. Right. Um, so, you know, that's that's really where I, where I got my start, like just going to that school. Um, all of my friends that I had, they were all just like me. So I was right. just super inspired. And um, when I graduated, this is what I did. So let me tell you, I, I skipped a grade. I was one of those smarty pants kids. Hold I skipped on. the whole grade.
0: Oh, you was, it was one of them. Yeah, I was one, one of
1: them. them. It's oh, it's not because gosh. I'm super smart. So y'all don't test me. I'm not smart. I'm 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 just I'm I feel like I'm just good at memorizing stuff. I was a good test taker. But okay, what it was okay. was my mom was super strict. Like she was one of those. You got a ninety five. What's going on? Where's the hundred? Like she was. Yeah. She was putting the pressure on me. So anyway, right. um, I was in a program where I skipped uh ninth grade. I went to high school right into tenth, and. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I'm bringing that up to say, like, school was, like, my focus. Can you imagine having a mom who was just, like, education was everything. So, there was no doubt that I was going to college. Like, there was no, like, you're not, like, what? Like, no, you're going to college, right? Right. So, because I was into art, I was applying for a lot of the art schools. However, the art schools that I was getting uh, accepted to, they were out of state. And my mom did not like that. She did not want me to go out of state. She wanted me to stay in New
0: York. So Because because of the money or because... Of, uh, of like trying to like keep a close eye on you
1: so my mom my mom was a strict 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 mom so okay, it was about okay. that
0: right, um, right, my right.
1: mom she was just like nope you're not going you're not going nowhere You're gonna be at parties my mom used to yo she used to tell me all type of stuff you're gonna be at parties you're gonna be smoking and this and that you're not nah, 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 nah. that that's what she pictured so with that okay, said okay, okay. she's was like you wait was she in it was
0: New York. She, was she like caribbean she was caribbean
1: yeah was yeah she, so so, my, okay. so on my mom's side, my mom's side is West Indian from the Virgin Islands, um, okay. Saint Kitts, and on my dad's side, they're like from down south, so a lot of uh, Georgia and um, okay. South Carolina and whatnot. So, yeah. Okay. So cool. my dad's cool. side, they they was old fashioned, old school. And then on my mom's right. side, it was the Caribbean, right. really strict, got an education over everything, right. like you know. So.
0: Right, right,
1: straight right. Both ways. I wasn't getting
0: away okay. with that. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so wait. So, okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. So, yeah, I always talk about how, like, and people always say this online or social media, or whatever, like, hey, surround yourself, find your, your, your crew yeah. or your, your family, your, or your people, so to speak, yeah. right? And that's how you love a love because you need to be in the right room in the right environment. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, like, oh man, like, I don't know how to do that. But then if you think back, to school, like school Mm -hmm. is the perfect example of being in the right room with the right people to inspire you, to keep you going, to like sharpen you. Because I'm sure that school that you went to, like you said, everybody had the same mindset. Everybody came in every day thinking art, thinking design, Mm -hmm. right? Versus going to maybe like a regular public school, which didn't really have like a niche. Not that those public schools were bad, but those kids may have been thinking about other things. So I think when people... Think about how do I do this? It's really as simple as going to where you know multiple people will be who are thinking the same thing that you are. And it's really like that simple. There's no like... Mm -hmm there's no like magic wand that you wave is just mm-hmm. like, Hey, I used to go to school every day from mm-hmm. nine or whatever, from seven to three and pretty much be surrounded around people who were trying to get to the same place that I was going. And that's, you know, pretty much it. But, but anyway, so, okay. So you said you go ahead, you went to high school and then you were about mm-hmm. to get into like a little bit of like the college, college stuff. Yeah, so like, yeah, and so yeah, tell yeah. me about like, how, what was that like after being a really studious person like, being, knowing that there's no other way but college for you. But then I said, mm-hmm. but then I know you said that it was supposed to be in-state. So, how did that, how did that play out?
1: So, what ended up happening, my mom was like, yeah, you're not going away. You know, like, you need to apply for some schools here. So, I ended up going to um just a regular school. It was a great school, uh, you know, still college, but it right. just wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to school for art or something related to fashion at the time. So. Right. With that said, I feel like um, kind of feel like my dreams was almost crushed. Like you know, back then I remember uh, MTV. I used to watch on um, The Hills, <laughs> and on The Hills, I remember the girls they had went away to school and they was majoring right. in fashion and stuff. And right. I just remember that having this this. I was just imagining that's what I was gonna do. Like I was gonna right. go away to some school and major, it, and I was just gonna have this new life. So it, my right. dreams was kind of crushed. So what ended right. up happening was um, me, and my mom, we we kind of was going through it like our relationship started going downhill from those those um, those years and so my mom eventually just was like get out she kind of kicked me out I'm not gonna go into too much detail but I wouldn't say I was bad at all I was a good kid I think the issue was that my mom just didn't she I don't know she just really wanted the best for me I feel but she didn't really know how to how to explain that without being super strict and protective so right. I was just at a point where I'm like I can't do this I'm literally, you know, getting straight A's. I'm picking up my sisters. I'm just doing so much. I just want to live like how my friends are living kind of thing. Right. And so my mom was just, all right, whatever, and kind of kicked me right. out. And um uh I always tell people, like, I was I was a little, a little homeless for a little bit, uh, only because I chose to, I don't know why, but I was, like, at that age, I was thinking, I can move out and get my own place. I don't know right. where I was going to try to move with my right. little income, are you, are but... you, are you <laughs> Oh, you didn't know about
0: that New York? You didn't know about that New York rent? Oh, you didn't know. Yeah, I yeah, did
1: know. I didn't know right. until I was I I okay. But anyway, <laughs> that's what I thought I was going to do. So I was staying in my school for a little bit. And I think right. this is when, I'm telling you, like everything that I do today, it all started from from, from my younger years. I remember I was in the computer lab in my school because that was the only thing that was open 24 hours. My school didn't have a dorm or, or somewhere to hang out. So it was the computer lab in its other room. So I would just alternate between those rooms. And i literally had all my stuff with me and i would just change all my clothes go to school go to work that's what i was doing until i was just like this is not really healthy because like i need to be something i can't be like living like this so i ended up reaching out to my dad i was like okay i'm gonna tell my dad i didn't want to tell him but i was like i gotta tell him what's going on and i ended up moving in with my dad and um the reason I, that's so such a pivotal moment for me is because now i go with my dad and my dad honestly he didn't really care too much about school like he didn't ask me what I was doing in college or so my grades oh man like they were just going downhill
0: right so it <laughs> was too so from... different so okay you went from someone who was mm-hmm. super like strict about school mm-hmm. and really like into academia and then someone who was like really not too worried about that let me ask mm-hmm. you what did your dad do for a living
1: So, my dad, he actually worked for New York City Transit. He's a train operator. So, he was doing that since I was born. So, my dad was all about his job. You know, he had a job with benefits type of thing. So, for him, that's all he wanted for me. He was like, if you get it from going to school, you don't, know, I don't really care as long as you got a job. That's all my dad cared about just get a job. Right, <laughs> that's right. it. Just take care of yourself. you would be all right. So, with that said, right. he he didn't go to school. And I think that's why he wasn't super harsh with me on, on finish. He just was like, whatever you want to do, you do. So, like I said, my grade started going a little downhill, but it was mainly because not only was he lenient, he didn't ask me nothing, care. I was also working because I all about my dad. <laughs> so, right,
0: right, I was right, trying right.
1: to manage working like a I literally had two jobs at one point and i was going to school and so i started to prioritize my money over school mainly because i felt like i wanted this i told you i used to look at magazines and stuff since i was young i wanted this right. really super you know high-end lifestyle so i knew was i was a little luxurious kid. lifestyle yeah, right i was like i gotta go to work so right. that's really what happened um i, I just started working and you know what really made me say i don't want to finish school was because I became an entrepreneur from young. So I was doing e-commerce. I I was selling stuff off of eBay, on eBay, right? I was going to like the wholesale district and buying jewelry and buying bags. and So this is, so wait, this
0: is, this is why you were in school?
1: Yes. It started out when I was in school. And then once I started making money from school and from work, I said, man, I'll, I'll finish school when I feel like it. Like that's kind of the mentality I had. I started feeling like this entrepreneurship path was what I needed to do. Like that was what was going to take me to the next level. See, for me, the reason why I also wasn't so dead set on school was because everybody in my family that I had went to school jobs and they were still struggling. And I'm like, Hmm.
0: So wait, okay. Wait, so take me back. <laughs> t- take me back to like your first experience as an entrepreneur when you said you were doing the e-commerce stuff.
1: Yes. Got you. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. So when I was in high school, I was actually in a, in a, in a pre-college program in the school called Fashion Institute of Technology in New York. It's a really big school for, you know, people who are interested in fashion and stuff. So I went there for a class about e-commerce. And at the time, I don't want to show my age too much, y'all. But like at that yeah. time, e-commerce wasn't really a thing. Like people were afraid to even put photos of themselves online like this is like the beginning right. of the internet right right so right, I was right. in that class and I was learning how to you know take pictures of, of pieces yeah. and how to you know write descriptions and use just use the internet to sell stuff that's basically what right. I learned I learned a little bit about marketing and whatnot so something I don't know something sparked in my mind from that class when I this was like probably like I want to say like two years later and I said, "Why don't I try that thing that I learned about in that class?" So I went on eBay and made an account, and that's how so I'm showing my age because so I don't think people use eBay like that no more. I don't
0: even. know. Nah, Maybe eBay. Listen, eBay. eBay sure. still. Still live. Still live. Yup. Yeah, yep, oh, yep, okay. Still live. Yep. Maybe
1: I'll get back on it because listen, I'm telling I'll you, I try everything. <laughs> I'm telling you. So yeah. So yeah, I got on there and I was basically like flipping anything that I could flip. Like I was going to the wholesale. Mind you, I didn't even have a. I didn't even have a wholesale ID. Like I was supposed to have a. a I think it's a tax ID or whatever. I was supposed to have that. I didn't even have that. I used to go in the store and say, "I'm young. I'm a young entrepreneur. Can you, you know, help me out?" And they were sure right. and let me buy stuff and whatever. I used to flip through so you would, and
0: Yeah, that's that's listen. <laughs> so listen, that just speaks to. You know, when people say, listen, where there's a will, there's a way like like find Mm -hmm. a way, you Mm -hmm. know, and that may not be every situation, but sometimes, you know, people get one roadblock and they're just like, oh, man, it didn't work. Like, no, like Mm -hmm. it's not like you were lying, but you were also just like, listen, Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to make it out here. If you could help me out. I don't have a tax Mm -hmm. ID. I don't have the wholesale ID. Mm -hmm. And for those who don't know, that's like if you are a wholesaler, you're going to be able to buy things in bulk um, or buy things, you know, where you don't have to pay taxes, um, Mm -hmm. you know, or as high as taxes on that. So Mm -hmm. um, that's what she was doing. But I want to just fast forward really, really quickly because I want everyone Mm -hmm. to know what you're currently doing and why you're so, why you're so famous. Um, And so, (laughs) but, but, you know, you know what I mean? Like why pretty much like we're so glad to have you on the show because of what you've accomplished so far. So Mm -hmm. we're going to go back, but I also Mm -hmm. right now, I just want to kind of fast forward. And just give everybody, if you had to tell someone what you do, um, you know, and how you do it, you know, if, yes. you, if you could go ahead and give that to us right now.
1: Cool. So, um, serial entrepreneur, like you guys know, I just told y'all million things, right? So I got a lot of background stuff, but what I mainly do is Airbnb coaching. So I started out with my own Airbnb properties and I pretty much documented the process, like from start to finish, what I, what everything I was doing when I was facing obstacles and whatnot and I started out just sharing it online and when I was sharing it I had no intention to make money or coach or anything I was just sharing with people and then people kept reaching out to me saying that you know like do I do I mentor do I coach do I have a book I'm like wait what so you know I started I started researching and i seen that there were a couple of people but not anybody like me what I mean by that is like people who were explaining it from a level of, okay, these are beginners who may not have a lot of access to a lot of money or a lot of experience or just know how to do certain things in the online space and know anything about real estate. Like, it's just like, I was finding coaches, but they just had too much experience. And so that the methods and the things they were teaching, it didn't always work for for beginners. And so for me, that was what I started with. Um, And I got my start uh, basically by just, leveraging social media. Like I literally just hit the live button. Like there was times I didn't even, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm scared. I don't wanna, like, why am I doing this? And I just said, nope. Talk myself out of it and I just hit the live button. And as I kept doing that, I started growing a community. Like I literally had people watching every time I went live. People even asking me if I didn't, if I missed going live, they will like write me, is everything okay, I you coming live? Like right. it was, you know, so from there, I identified that, okay, I think I'm an Airbnb coach now at this point.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So wait. So so pretty much to sum it up, you do Airbnb Airbnb coaching and then mm-hmm. you also sell digital products. Mm-hmm. So I want to take it back to how successful were you like by yourself? Mm-hmm. This I'm I'm not talking about like teaching people. I'm just talking about yes. you just doing Airbnb, Airbnb yourself. Airbnb. Oh, take yeah. us through like okay, you just got one and you were you made a lot of money mm-hmm. or like what mm-hmm. was it about you doing Airbnb that made yeah. you feel like, yo, I'm 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 lit. Like this, this works. Like, when did you know it worked?
1: Um, I guess it was when, so I, so I started out, I got one property and I've seen how easy it was to make the money. So right away I scaled up from one, I went to three and then three to five. So I moved very fast. And the reason why I felt that my success was just crazy was that the bookings, I pretty much figured out, methods on how to stay booked um that was something that i noticed a lot of other people in the airbnb space like i would talk to other hosts um and they would say they were struggling with bookings struggling with you know um making enough money they were just breaking even and i was seeing how i was profiting from one property sometimes two three thousand dollars so when i seen that i was like i think i got something here because people are telling me they're making like 300 400 Maybe five hundred sometimes off of a property, so that was one. And then also, um, the whole system that I had, I was able to flip properties, as I say, like flip them really fast. So I would figure out how to, you know, I would go scout the properties, like where could I do it at, whether you know, I would get a, I want to tell too much because I got a course, so I don't want to give away too much,
0: but <laughs> right, right, right. but but just but just if you could drop a little bit, you know, for, yeah, for my community, little, so yeah, they, yeah, yeah, so they understand. I got them.
1: I got them. Okay, so basically. The hardest part about doing Airbnb is finding a property because, you know, you don't know if you're if you're able to do it with, you know, are you able to just list the property? Do you have to own the property? That's something that a lot of people, you know, are not sure about. So I pretty much figured it out that there's different methods. You can either do it, you know, under your lease and get a clause inside of your lease that allows you to sublease, that allows you to list it on short-term rental platforms, that allows you to do business with that apartment. Then you have another type of lease that you could sign that is underneath your corporate or your corporation, whether you have a, a LLC or S corp, whatever, whatever business entity you have. And again, you have permission to listen on short-term rental properties. Or there's another way, and I don't really want to speak on it too much, but I'll be honest, I see a lot of people talk about it and it's mainly like getting a property and you don't really say nothing. You just throw it up on Airbnb, right? right. So I pretty much studied all of the different methods on how to do it. Um, and I seen that most people get stuck at that part, like they're not even getting into the Airbnb space because they just don't know that simple part right there.
0: Right.
1: So, um, I figured that out. Um, now I kind of got lost, but what you, what you, what, what was, what were you? Oh my gosh. I told
0: so no, 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 <laughs> you, you're doing great. You're doing great. So pretty much. Okay. okay. So, so the beginning was you going and actually securing the space. I think is what you're yes, saying. Like, yes, yes. okay. How do I get them to say Yes. Yes. You're approved for the uh, for the apartment. And then Mm -hmm. also, like, can I actually do short term renting here with Mm -hmm. short term renting being Airbnb? Um, And then. okay, so after being approved. Now you're talking about like staying booked because that's a really big thing. Everybody, like, I know some of my listeners are going to be like, yo, I want to get into the Airbnb space, but like, but I'm scared to be paying mm-hmm. my rent and then also having to pay like another rent. And then what if I don't make the money? Now I'm mm-hmm. stuck with this lease and, mm-hmm. you know, I got to figure out. So if you could, you know, drop a couple of gems on how you were able to stay booked because that's really after they secure the spot, they're, a person's biggest fear is probably like, Man, if I break even, this is just for nothing. Or if mm-hmm. I don't break even, if I like go in the negative and I have to eat it, I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, now I really yes. feel like I'm I'm just trapped because I just signed this lease. So, what are some of you know the creative ways that that you felt worked for you to be able to like you know make sure that you can stay booked?
1: Okay, so one thing I always tell people is that Airbnb is just one platform. So it's important that you try to maximize where you have your property listed. So there's over like 15 other that I know of, and it's probably more than that, but there's about 15 other platforms that we try and use with our listing. So that that way, if you're not getting booked on Airbnb, you may get booked on these other platforms. Um, You also have an option of creating your own private booking website and, you know, marketing it yourself. You know, the advantage that you have with Airbnb is you don't have to do any work you know the guests the, the reservations come in for you they do the marketing for you everything's set up but this is just another option so that you could change your pricing and do different things you know because it's on a private booking website and social media like i always say it like i love to leverage social media so i would go and create a social media page just for that property and promote that and throw ads on that or share it with people or do interesting videos inside of the property. And um, the last thing I would say, a last gem, is that um, nowadays people love photos. People love to take pictures and videos when they're going somewhere, right? So, what if you create a space that has like a photo moment or just a themed unit? You know what I'm saying? That, that's something that I did with some of my units, make them themed units so that people will come in and want to take photos or videos. And there's a website I like to use. I'm going to give you all this gem. There's a website, it's called Peer Space. Peer okay. Space, you can actually list a, a apartment on there or any interesting space that you have and people can rent it out for uh photo shoots video shoots productions and stuff like right. that so now instead of charging a nightly rate you could charge an hourly rate so in like nightly our properties they average around 100 to 150 but we put it on those platforms and those platforms you could do 100 an hour you get what i'm saying so now you can make up yeah. for those days that you might not be getting booked
0: Okay. Okay. So if y'all listening, listen, she just dropped some gems right there mm-hmm. on how to stay booked. And so for with peer space, those people are using your, like they're renting out a room or they're renting out the mm-hmm. whole, the whole space mm-hmm. for the hour. So it's, com-
1: it's it's completely up to you. If you wanted to okay. just put the room, you could listen, you just touched on something. You could literally, if you wanted to, if you had a double room and let's say bedroom, I should say, and both bedrooms are decorated cool, you wanted to you could break that up into two less listings and and put two listings if you wanted to you know um but um you would basically give them access to the whole entire space if if you wanted to and they can just use it all and um it's cool because if you want you could actually be there you know and you could be a part of something and get to see what they're doing there or it could just be hands off and you're not there and they go get the key and do what they got to do and then lock up when they're all done
0: Right. Okay. Okay. You you, you just said something. Uh, it was a perfect segue. You said hands mm-hmm. off. So yeah, I know on, on your on your Instagram, you know, the queen of passive income, that's what yeah. they are calling you. So yeah. speak mm-hmm. on how we, we kind of touched on Airbnb and like what it's like mm-hmm. to kind of get started. Speak on how you scaled and why you think it's passive. And you can even include like mm-hmm. some of the digital products, but we can get into that later because mm-hmm. I feel like that's just another stream of income. But yes. if you could speak on how Airbnb was passive, for you, because mm-hmm. people hear passive and they're like, oh, sign me up. I don't got to do no yeah, work.
1: Yeah, but I always
0: yeah, believe yeah, that there's yeah, at least yeah. some Sometimes. some legwork, you know, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But if you could go ahead and break down how you were able to make this passive for you.
1: All right. So my goal with Airbnb was to not have to be present because at the time I was still working my full time job. So we didn't really talk about that. But um, I used to be. A no, no you can,
0: Yeah, go ahead. You, you, you can get into that. <laughs> so, so really quick. So we got people Mm -hmm. on this podcast who work in nine to fives and some Mm -hmm. went to college, some did not some dropped, some left, dropped out. It's a mix of everything. So yeah, you can touch on that as well. Yeah.
1: So, um, remember I told you, my daddy always had the same job. So he was like, get a job with benefits. So one day I said, let me listen to my dad and just give me a job. Cause before that I was always working retail. I like the flexibility because I like to do my side hustles. So, I never wanted a corporate job or anything. And it's funny because I could have got those type of jobs. I just didn't want them. So um, my family was just nervous about me. They're like, listen, girl, you getting older. <laughs> you need a right. job with a 401k and whatnot. Right. So I just kind of visited whatever I like to do that still fit with my lifestyle of being a side hustle queen like I was not trying to give that stuff up so um I became a flight attendant because it just seemed really cool and I was already nice so I was like whatever I'll just do it I don't <laughs> mind <laughs> um so it wasn't like a dream job because I always would get that question I'm like no y'all like I didn't really I literally became a flight attendant like in my late 20s like I didn't care like right. it was not that but anyhow right. so I started doing it and um the pandemic really messed my job up for me because flights were not going out so now my hours are getting cut was barely working and um because i was so my seniority wasn't that high because when you're a flight attendant you need to make about like five years before you really see like decent money in my opinion i mean okay. people will argue that but listen like i said i like my money so right, right. um i decided that I, I wanted to you know do something you know that I could supplement my income and um what happened was that I just like, I started researching Airbnb for a little while, but I was just scared because I didn't know enough. I felt like I just didn't know where to begin and how it was gonna work out. And when the pandemic came, I said, oh no, this is this is not gonna do it for me. Like I need something else. And I was seeing how uh, all of the news about Airbnb, like going public and Airbnb was doing better than the, the hotels during the pandemic. I said, wait a minute. Right. maybe i need to start doing it that. so that's literally like the time that i started so it was a scary time to start but it was it was lucrative and um anyway why i made it why my goal was to make it hands-off with that because i was still working my full-time job because i didn't dive in all all yet like i knew one property wasn't going to replace my job right i thought two probably wasn't either so that was one reason i scaled up so fast but also that um i i was working in new york and the properties i decided to do airbnb in atlanta so there was really no way for me to be there like like you know
0: like. okay so okay so so, okay so listen i just and i'm sorry i I I just have to stop because (laughs) no no listen so flight attendant pandemic hits now you're Mm -hmm. like hold on my stuff is getting messed up now my hours and you chose to start airbnb during the pandemic Yep. And in a state that you didn't even live didn't in. Didn't
1: live in. Yeah, because I'm crazy like that.
0: <laughs> you, yo, when you talk about risk, come mm-hmm. on now. we talk about mm-hmm. risk takers, listen, she's one of them. All right, go ahead. So you started yes. it in Atlanta. Yes. Go, go ahead. And I'm I chose sorry.
1: Atlanta. Let me tell y'all why. Because people probably are like, well, why Atlanta? Or everybody likes Atlanta. No, I actually, before I was, became a flight attendant, that the year before I started, I was actually staying in Atlanta about three months i was planning on moving there so while i was staying there i stayed in an airbnb i didn't have a job i didn't have you know income that i could to get approved for an apartment so my goal was to stay in the airbnb while i look for work and i just seen how people stay in Airbnbs for all type of reasons yeah and i just like i just i just like the ideas kept coming to me like for like First, I thought about travel because, I, like I said, came from that. That was my background. But then, when I was staying in one, that made me think. Like, so now I can make money from people who are traveling or people who need a short-term housing situation, maybe for work or relocating. So I'm like, nah, this is too. This is this is gold right here. Like, how come more people are not doing this? That's really all I was thinking. Right. Um. And uh, I picked Atlanta because, like I said, I was living there already. I knew a little bit about it, but. I saw that to me, it was a very diverse city that the the housing that I was finding wasn't super expensive. So it was just like, it just seemed like it just made so much sense. Like people are coming for all types of reasons. Right. Like people love to come here. And during the pandemic, Atlanta was the only
0: place that was open. So
1: <laughs> it just made so much sense. Everybody was there. I said, let, let me get on, in on it, you know? So,
0: okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Okay. And so how did you... How did you go about like starting up these Airbnbs and making it mm-hmm. passive? Cause we, we want to know how you live yes. in one state and <laughs> managing Airbnbs in an, in another state.
1: Yeah. So um, like I said, I'm pretty much a, a social media computer geek or whatever. Right. I just love that type of stuff. So I started looking into things, uh, into different things that run on automation. So I basically found different apps, different tools that sync with Airbnb. So things like messages. Um, I had cleaning team on deck. So what I did was I stayed there for a couple of weeks. I stayed in my unit so that I can see everything that could go wrong or right or whatever inside of my unit and basically wrote out a whole entire like process. Like I guess you would call it like in the in the work world, it would be like a, a SOP. Basically. SOP. Yep. Right. Uh, right.
0: For those for those that don't know, yeah. so standard operation mm-hmm. of procedures. Procedure, yes, um yes, yes. yes. Yep. 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 So yeah, All so right.
1: that's that's pretty much what I was doing by staying there. I wanted to have a blueprint too, so that I could do that again for the next unit, next unit going forward. Because my plan was, like I said, we're not coming back to this Airbnb. We're we. That's the goal. Like, right. My dream was to. I had this dream that I was gonna be vacationing and making money. That's all I could think about. So I was like, I gotta figure out how to how to automate it. So I like I said I use a lot of apps and and, um websites. And um I also uh train people. Like I didn't just say oh come clean my unit. No, I really trained them to like basically be me almost. So come inside Mm -hmm. the unit, look for this, look for that. And honestly, believe it or not, a lot of people are scared to do it if they live out of state. But if you live right across the street from your Airbnb, it wouldn't really change things going wrong, right? Yeah, you could just go go right into the Airbnb. But why? You know what I'm saying? When you see the CEOs of these of these big uh, Fortune 500 companies, they're not walking into their stores every single day. They don't right. have to oversee every little detail. And that's something that I had to learn as an entrepreneur. I didn't know that from young because I had this, you know, that growing up it's always like, you know, that scared mindset you're not taking no risk so that's a huge risk to run a business and not be present in the business right Right. but I was thinking forward thinking and I'm thinking like this is going to allow me to have more time and allow me to scale because now I just keep getting more of them and I just figure out systems so I don't have to be there so that's pretty much what I did I used websites and apps and I pretty much built a team of people and I was able to pay them because that's something people probably thought well I can't do that no I was paying them for my reservation so my cleaning team they were getting paid because there's a cleaning fee on Airbnb so I'm taking the cleaning fee and I'm paying them so it's not coming out of my pocket you know what I'm saying mm, and I would even okay. do the math yeah I would do the math like okay if I'm making this much off a booking or or I should say this much nightly rate let me take a percentage of every nightly rate and go towards paying somebody to do extra stuff that I'm not going to do right. so I even had like I even had a virtual assistant I Have somebody that does text messages, everything. So literally, it's completely like right now. I think I got a guest right now. I actually, had a guest check out yesterday, and then I have a guest right now. And I'm not worried. Like I don't care. Like <laughs> right, completely right. hands off.
0: You know? Okay. Okay. So you got the mm-hmm. people to clean it. You you pretty much built a team. And so mm-hmm. a lot of man, I just got to pause right here because a lot mm-hmm. of people who are who want to get into entrepreneurship, they don't understand that doing it really if you study companies that's the best mm-hmm. way to understand oh, how yeah. you should be running your business like people here are entrepreneurship yeah of mm-hmm. course of course
1: I want to cut you off but i wanted to add that so when i had all those jobs growing up my family didn't understand because they just thought like oh she doesn't want to get a regular job no I was learning from every single company so because at the time i i knew like that was my only way like this was a cheap cheat code for me instead of me going to college and majoring in business where they're going to teach me accounting and stuff that's not going to really teach me how to run a business i'm going to just work for a business and look at everything listen i'm looking at their handbooks everything learning every little thing and taking notes so i just wanted to add that like that's a little cheat code for people um you can get a job and learn everything from that job and apply it but like yeah i always looked at big companies like that's how i how i see my company i don't see a little company i see like i don't i don't see myself as a small business or
0: right
1: a self-employed person no like i'm a ceo so that's how that's how i think
0: Mm. no 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 that's that's tough that's tough so Mm -hmm. so it's amazing because People will will maybe whine and say like, man, I don't like my job or I hate my yes. nine to five. But I I always tell them I'm like, what what can you learn from your job to take mm-hmm. with you? You want to leave mm-hmm. anyway, but what can mm-hmm. you learn and take Absolutely. that with you? Because yes. you're already doing something, even if you don't like everything about your job. There's some things about your job it's that you're doing something. that you love yeah. and you're mm-hmm. really good at, and you can really flip that into helping your business grow, or you could mm-hmm. take that thing that you're really good at. And just start doing it for other companies, um, you know, and pretty much consulting or whatever, or outsource it. So, um, yeah, I, I think that no matter where you're planted, no matter where you are, where you are, and as you were saying about your family, they didn't really understand. Yes, you may have been hopping around to different companies, but you're taking something. Even though you leave, you're still taking something with you um, that's going to help mm-hmm. you for your ultimate goal. And so mm-hmm. that's uh that's that's dope. That's super dope. So let mm-hmm. let me let me ask you. I mean, you don't you don't have to say. <laughs> How, what was your best month? Like, what was your, you know what I'm saying? You, you can flex on mm-hmm. us just a little bit. But, like, what was your best month on Airbnb?
1: Oh, man. I I remember um, last year, and I, I'm hoping this year will be the same, but I have one less or probably two less Airbnbs than I had last year, so the numbers might change. Right. But um, I remember doing 15,000, 15, and this is in um, – this is in uh, profits because I know people always want to know, right? You know what I'm saying. Um, right. We're not
0: talking revenue, people. We are yeah, talking profit. Yeah, okay, yeah. so
1: so I did that. Um, I did I did a little something, something um, okay, with okay. my with my platform. Um, like I said, I just pretty much realized, like, okay, summertime, everybody's traveling. Right. Um, everybody wants to do uh, girls trips. It's and that, so I up my price. Like I literally mm-hmm. upped it, and then I took really good pictures. And so I had a unit that was like, constantly booked, book, booked. Book. So my reservations were doing like, for like four nights, three nights, I was making like a thousand. So if my rent's only 1500, I'm making already my, most of my rent money in like just two reservations. And that's not including right. the cleaning fee. So I'm gonna tell y'all another gem. So cleaning fee on Airbnb, and y'all probably hate hosts like me, but on Airbnb, the cleaning fee, uh, I up it, I put it at 150, right? And I take that cleaner fee and I split it in half, and I give my my cleaner seventy five, and then I take seventy five and I reinvest it into whatever I'm doing with my Airbnbs, or I use that as profit. So that's another way that I was just making so much. So right. that was like for me. I wish I could do more though. I'm not even gonna lie to you, but I need more properties. That's the only way. <laughs> right. But right. Um, that was one of my that was one of my best months, and I didn't even can Can I tell y'all something really honest? Um, in twenty. Oh my gosh, what was it? Twenty twenty one? Yeah, I got my twenty twenty one because I was still working as a flight attendant. I, I stopped working in February of of this year. Okay, I was still okay. working while I was doing everything. Um, I got my uh was it? The W W two, and I made fifteen thousand dollars in a year working as a flight attendant, and I did that in a month at with Airbnb.
0: Yo, hold on. <laughs> what? So you tell me flat yeah. tens they they not out here making money? <sighs> Listen, nah, now, I'm, I'm, be messy. Be yeah, messy. Oh, I'm being messy. I'm being messy. I'm being messy. No, me
1: no, 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 no. Let me no, just no, put no, it no. like this. Let me just put it like this. There's a lot of careers that are glorified just because you have a uniform and you have this and that. And one thing about me, you can probably tell. Y'all can probably tell from everything I'm saying. I'm a pretty unconventional person. So I don't know how I got mixed up in it. It was mainly the travel, and the, I just like the flexibility, and I hate somebody telling you what to do. I'm not going to lie. So that was a perfect job. There's no boss. Like, nobody's coming in and telling you what to do. You're the boss yeah. of that plane. Um, But how it works is it's a, it's a really outdated system, and um, they have strikes all the time. Like, flat tennis really don't make a lot of money. Um, the hourly rate is it's pretty competitive. However, you don't get paid a regular hourly salary. Like, how other people get 80 hours a week in your check. No, you're not seeing checks like that. You're getting paid because we cannot fly that many hours. You know what I'm saying? You can't be on a plane that many
0: hours. Okay. Okay. So that's
1: just one example. And then also, um, seniority plays a big factor in the type of trips you get. So some people are getting these high productive trips where they're flying six hours at a time, one way. You know what I'm saying? And they're working four days, and so the all those hours rack up. So where I was, I was lower on the seniority poll. So I was pretty much getting whatever was there. And then also. I used to fly something called minimum so you know like i said not everybody's making that low money there i have some peers that was doing numbers but they were working like slaves so i wasn't with it I wasn't so i'm pretty right. sure you can make way more but honestly nah it's not one of those jobs that's just like really uh black and white when it comes to your pay you got to really you got to pretty much figure out their system and kind of like play around with it to get some real pay and then don't right. add in all the other stuff. Like it's a lifestyle type of job. So you're flying to DR and Jamaica and you're like sitting there like, damn, I want to go to the beach and buy this and that. Or Bahamas where like, Oh my God, Bahamas is so expensive. And you're spending all this money. So not only are you making kind of not really a good salary, but you're also spending a lot of money because you're just traveling and you're in the moment. You kind of want to, you know, who wants to like eat their packed food? No, like so you know, it was it was one of those things. But yeah, I I, Okay. What? Yeah, so that that's pretty much why it was so low. Um and you could y'all can research it if y'all don't believe me. It's it's bad. No, no, no. I
0: think it's I think it's good to know because (laughs) and this is not us bashing flight attendants, but this is also saying like this podcast is about being able to reveal if you want to do something, we want to make sure that here at on this show that we give you the real on what it looks like, what is a day in the life, what to expect because people are out here in college right now and they are studying something and they've never shadowed someone for what mm-hmm, they're doing. Mm-hmm, and same, mm-hmm, same thing mm-hmm. with, with jobs or businesses as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's nice that you were able to kind of just highlight like, look, I made $15,000 in a year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Net profit. And I made $15,000 in profit on, you know, on Airbnb in one month with, with your yeah. properties. So, yeah. you know, so, you know, you know, a, a, little flex and we flex over here. So I think that, <laughs> yo, con, congrats. I know you said you. that this February is when you became, would you, would you consider this February is when you became like a full-time entrepreneur? Because yeah, you, yeah, you know,
1: basically finally, finally, that. I, um, I finally just took that leap because for years, I always had a job as a little safety net and it was mainly not just for myself, but for honestly, I was trying to please other people. I didn't want other people looking at me like, oh, you don't got no job? Like, what are you doing right. with yourself? Cause they didn't understand what I was doing. But right. once I realized that no, this is a job and you're actually doing something, you know, then I just said, "At it. I'm just gonna just do this and that's it. Right,
0: right. So, mm-hmm. so, so how um did you have any mentors that or like people that put you on or like mm-hmm. who I know you said you just started, but like who did you mm-hmm. learn from? And I mean, you don't have to say who, but did you yeah, have yeah, any? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, how yeah. do you how do you feel that contributed to like to your success?
1: Mm-hmm. So one thing that I'm super, super blessed for is that I had mentors from young, really young, before I even knew what a mentor was, right? So remember I told you I taught dance. So that was one person, my 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 um dance school owner. She owned one of the most successful dance schools in Brooklyn. She had two of them. And she pretty much mentored me into like, you know, teaching and and just showing me different things of running business. She did everything like without computer. She was bookkeeping all her stuff by hand. Wow! So I was just watching her and learning and learning how she was able to build a following or I should say like a community of people who loved her business, you know, and promoted her. So she was always just, you know, doing things like that. So I learned a lot from her. Then fast forward, um, like I said, when I had my fashion, I was focusing on that mainly from High school into into college i went and i got don't ask how i found this i was always finding stuff i used to i used to love craigslist i don't know if y'all remember craigslist of course um, i used to be on craigslist okay so i used to go on craigslist and find gigs like that um and my parents used to think i was crazy they used to tell me what the craigslist killer or whatever it's called i'm like what are y'all talking about i'm finding jobs on here so look so i get this internship in a showroom and this wonderful lady um She was amazing. She um, owned a boutique and she also owned a showroom and basically a showroom, you know, you have all these clothes and you're looking for um, buyers uh, who need clothes for their, for their boutiques or whatever. So I was working for her. So I learned a lot with her and just learning business things like that. Then uh, probably a couple, like two more. Like I had two fashion stylists that mentored me and I'm just finding these people. So this is how, in case anybody want to know how to get a mentor, a lot of people think, oh, money is the only way, but sometimes just working for free for them, just going mm-hmm. and doing whatever it is that they need help with. So that's what I always did from young. I didn't ask for money. I always just presented, can I just work for you? I just want to learn. And obviously I was such a good worker. They wanted to pay me, you know, and they right. also wanted me to elevate and do more for them. Like, cause they just seen that in me, but um, that's how I learned so much. Um, but then uh, now current day, I have my mentor now, he's dope. Um, I don't know if anybody, any of y'all know him, but he's amazing. His name is Runway Billionaire. Oh, he goes by Runway Billionaire. He's yeah. killing it with, with, yeah, yeah. yeah, with, yeah, with a B. Yeah, B. Yeah. You don't yeah. We're not talking about millions being in the billions now. So yeah. I
0: heard you. <laughs> heard you. Okay, um, yeah, cool. So, cool. Um, so is he is he who helps you with the with the Airbnb stuff?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um no, well, I was gonna say absolutely not. I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs>
0: No, oh, no, I sure.
1: actually, yeah, I didn't mean to say like that. I was going to say absolutely to something else, but then when you asked, I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Oh, no. okay,
0: okay, okay. So So, how it so works- who helped you with the Airbnb stuff?
1: Oh, nobody. I helped myself. Let me tell you something. So I actually got scammed. Well, I wouldn't say scammed. Let me not say it. Such, I hate when people say that because they might be saying that, you know, people just use that word if they don't get results.
0: Right, right. right but right. Um,
1: I had found this woman uh, a woman on, online, and um, she said she had an Airbnb course. So it was like 900... Uh, ninety-five dollars for the course. I remember scraping together my money, and then I was a second person I was gonna learn from two a two thousand dollar course. But once the nine hundred ninety-five dollar course didn't work out in my favor, I said, "Oh no, Mm-mm, can't man, do that." Man. But um, basically the course it was it was self uh, self-led course, but it was a lot of information that I was like, "What? What? What?" Like it was just things missed. I just didn't understand what was going on in the course, and I kept trying to apply the information and it was not getting no results. So I would say, I mean, in a sense, she kind of introduced me to stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was really just me just doing trial and error and just putting myself like out into the <laughs> into the world and just trying things. So nobody really showed me anything in Airbnb. Mm-hmm. I literally figured a lot of that stuff out like all on my own. Um, my mentor, I actually reached out to my mentor because when I really when I when I started, like I said, I started going live on Instagram, like literally almost every day going live. Right. People kept asking me, can you mentor me or can you, do you have a course? And I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, course. Listen,
0: like, what? If I see somebody doing 15K <laughs> a month on Airbnb, I'm asking them to help me out. And you know, I'm such
1: a high achiever. Um, I don't know if it's that Caribbean upbringing, but like, I'll be like, that's not enough. I need to do more. So at that right. time, I wasn't even thinking this was like no grand accomplishment. I was just like, okay, that's cool. I need to do right. more, right? So I just didn't think I was ready to to teach or coach, and like, hubby was like, "What are you talking about? Are you crazy?" Like, right. and I was just dead set on not doing it, and then I kept going live, and he's like, "So why are you going live then?" I'm like, "You, you know what? Point. You got, got a point, point there." So, right. um, I started looking online. I was like, "All right, so what I got to do is find somebody who could teach me how to." create some sort of digital product um i actually already had a ebook that i had wrote myself like a little ebook i put together um i had a little video that i talked about airbnb and i kind of tried to sell that but it wasn't really successful like people bought everything on the first day and then that was that it died down so Mm -hmm. i was trying to figure out how can i make income from this like every single day that was my goal because i just i just wanted passive income like The Airbnbs were already passive, but I wanted something even more passive. And I also wanted something that could help other people. So I felt like me doing Airbnb, it only helps me, my my family, but it's not really doing anything for everybody else. So I wanted to to teach for that reason. Um, And so I found my mentor online. Never met him a day in my life. found him online and I just felt like something about him, it just seemed like it was like a good match. I felt like he had exactly what I was looking for. So, when you want to take risk, ooh, I had to pay my mentor a pretty little penny um, <laughs> to learn. And um, honestly, it's partially my fault because he was like, what's your price? Or something like that. I don't want to spill too much. But basically, I put myself up there. I was like, well, I'm I'm going to pay that of that. He was like, well, was just like, to let okay. you know, yeah. my mentorship is good. I, I,
0: I said, maybe I should have said, Lord. Right, right. He got you. He got (laughs) you. But I think,
1: yeah, but I think it was good because he saw, like, I believed in him, Mm -hmm. but I believed in myself because that's the thing. Mm -hmm. People don't understand about mentorship. If you're not willing to pay somebody a lot of money because you think it's going to be not what you, you're already saying that you're not going to accomplish something. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, that's deep.
0: That's deep.
1: You you have to invest that money and you can't be scared because you are the one that's ultimately in the driver's seat of your success right. like the mentor is guiding you but you have to to do these things so um i think him seeing that i was first of all not only did i say i, I put up a lot of money for the mentorship i was still working my right. full-time job and i never ever 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 missed a meeting with him every time that we were going on zoom every time he was showing me things i was i was available i was there i, I took it very serious whether i was in my airbnb on a flight wherever i was i was getting on that call like i had right. to be present and learn and and then every time he showed me something
0: i went and applied it right so, yeah and so he was, so that, that so, okay, so let's, let's take a step back real quick. So you've accomplished a lot on Airbnb for yourself, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you were kind of teaching people, but you really hadn't stepped out yet. So mm-hmm. I want, I, wa- I want to highlight this because a lot of people think that because they j- just do one business, when you mm-hmm. hear like, yo, I need seven streams of income, yeah, right? Yeah, Everybody's yeah, like, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, if, if you want to be a you want to be Warren Buffett, you got to have yeah. seven streams of income but what a lot of people don't tell us is that okay those seven streams can come from one like from one thing meaning yes, okay you yes, do Airbnb yes, yes. so even though you make money on Airbnb now how can you break that into like three or four different incomes and so exactly. you went ahead and said you know what I do Airbnb but I can go ahead and change this into selling an ebook Boom. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. So that's a second income stream from Airbnb. And then Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, maybe I could do digital products where I actually do a class or a master class or something where I teach people or some Mm -hmm. type of coaching. So now that's Mm -hmm. another two or three different, you know, income. So go ahead and talk about how that mentor helped you, whether it was Mm -hmm. like start the coaching or with the digital Mm -hmm. products or whatever that, Mm -hmm. whatever that was.
1: So what I was missing was um, the systems, and um I just didn't know anything about the systems and marketing I didn't really know like effective marketing because I could market I really could but I just didn't know like what was I supposed to use to reach more people like I just didn't I have no clue all I knew was posting on Instagram it in my stories post on Facebook or text my friends or family and as y'all all know family and friends are not going to be your customers they're just not and they're also going to be looking for a discount and looking for it for free. So with that said, I had to learn how to reach more people. So he pretty much helped me with that, like showing me different things, um, different platforms to use and how to just um, streamline everything too, because just like how I have Airbnb automated, <laughs> I automated the whole entire process of the digital products. And, you know, so he helped me with that as well. Um, yeah uh what you said about the different streams of income that was my goal as well. I wanted to do digital products, but I was very adamant about not starting something completely new. I wasn't gonna you know, all right, let me sell digital product let me make an ebook about uh I don't know cooking or something I wanted it to go in line to what I was already doing because I just knew that it, one it was gonna be easier to get done but two, like I always have something to talk about because I'm doing Airbnb. And so I always will have something to share from while I'm doing Airbnb. That's why I was really adamant about making it all
0: be under one umbrella. Right. Right. No, no, that's 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 uh that's amazing. So right now, mm-hmm. and I'm just giving somebody a gem real quick. Right now, if you mm-hmm. work for a Fortune five hundred company or whatever, any mm-hmm. company, honestly, you're mm-hmm. in corporate and you are in marketing or you are in mm-hmm. sales, right? <clears throat> but let's let's just say yeah, let's say marketing and you pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, handle whether it's the social media account for, you know, your company or you handle whatever internet stuff they do, it would be great for you to go ahead. And yes, you have a nine to five, but you can go ahead and start a business teaching people who would maybe have a small business such as maybe Monica. Right. And I don't mean small business, meaning like you have a business yeah, yeah, that you're, yeah, you. you're starting out mm-hmm. and you're looking for, you know, um you know, to how, how you can market better. And you can pretty much Go ahead and sell your services. So, and, and mm-hmm. I only say that because there's so many people out here telling everyone, like, you have to be an entrepreneur. You have to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. If you're not an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you're not nothing. You're not doing nothing. Yeah, but at the yeah, same time, yeah, yeah. you can you can do both as you have done. You know, you did both at the same time. And so mm-hmm. um, that's just a little, a little nugget right there. But um. Mm-hmm. I got a couple more questions for you Then we'll get out here But I do mm-hmm. want to know Like do you have like a daily routine Like something that mm-hmm. you're just like Yo, this is what Because you know we have people who say Yo, you got to wake up early in the morning This is my yeah. morning routine Some yeah. people are night people Like what's your daily routine If you have one um, mm-hmm. And what, is, what does that look like for you?
1: Alright, so I'm going to be really honest I'm working on that daily routine to this day <laughs> Like that, that is the hardest part So I tell anybody If you're struggling with a daily routine, you feel like you're just not getting to it, sticking to it, be more kind to yourself and just make yourself accomplish one thing. So something I started doing, instead of writing a to-do list, I write down everything I accomplished in the day. And that makes me feel like, oh, wow, like, okay, I'm getting more done than like making this long to-do list and then not really scratching things off. And then also I always put, if I do create a to-do list, it's always going to be two of the most complicated long tasks that i really don't want to do that's all i'm focusing on so a lot of times people hit me up text me call me and i'm just i don't because i'm so focused on it but i would say i would say definitely i do have a routine more so in my personal life that i definitely have have mastered but when it comes to entrepreneur life it's a lot. so i'll share that (laughs) so um, every day yeah yeah every day i try my best to wake up at like 6 a.m I don't care what time I went to bed. I have to get up early at six a.m. And the reason why I'm really, you know, pressed on that is because the earlier I get up, I just feel like I'm able to get more done before the whole world is waking up and, and moving. So mm-hmm. that's one. Um, also, there's less distractions for me. Like everybody's, you know, still asleep. so I got nobody bothering me or anything at that time. So when I first get up, I usually um, do a little meditation, and um, I also um, I do something like with affirmations. So I'm, like, very big on, um, like, speaking things into existence and also being careful of what I say in my life. So if I want to be a successful entrepreneur, if I want to be, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, like, a motivation to others, like, I already speak like I am that. So that's what I've been doing for years, right? So that's one thing I do in the morning. And then also gratitude. So I take about an hour to do those. I split it up. I'll do, like, 20 minutes or 15 minutes for each or whatever, but I split it up and I get that. I do that first. I don't check no email, no phone. I used to wake up, roll over, touch Instagram. I don't do that, no, because next thing you know, it's four hours and I'm
0: just... Going, right, you know, right. Do that. That's me. That's me. <laughs> that's, that's me. I hate man. it. I yeah. hate
1: it. It's, it's the worst. So I don't even my phone, I I put on do not disturb. I put the, the light real low and I put it to the side. Everything is like just getting that uh, getting all that stuff done first and then I lock in and I start figuring out what I want to do for my day. Sometimes I I plan out my day the day before so that mm-hmm. I'm already like on it instead of like just planning it as I go because that's the worst. Um, but yeah, I would say that's that's my routine right there. Like that I got I'm trying to add some other things like going to the gym, but you know, I don't know me in the gym is just like that. Like it's it's a I don't know what's going on with the gym, but I try, but I'm not there
0: yet. So. Right, right, right. No, okay, 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 cool, cool. So, okay, I got a couple more questions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some people say, listen, don't, like, just get out there and just Mm -hmm. jump, you know, jump off the Mm -hmm. porch and just try it, right? And others Mm -hmm. are like, nah, like, just, like, stay down till you come up. And I only say that because Mm -hmm. you see a bunch of, you see both sides. We're on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. They're just like, Mm -hmm. if you're not ready to do this right now, you you ain't about it. And then others uh-huh. are like, nah, like, you know, kind of slow and steady. But then you also have people who are just like, nah, you got to make a decision right now. Are you going to do mm-hmm. this? Or are you going to mm-hmm. do that? Like, where do you think people should be at? Should they, you know, what wh- what side do you think works best?
1: That
0: is a really tricky question.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Ooh, you, that, ooh you, you got me there. Because I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. I'm not going to lie, but I don't want to be in the middle because I feel like I like people who just just pick one right right right, right. <laughs> um hmm. so i would say i would say uh the second one where you said about just pushing yourself and putting yourself out there that that was right. that was the second one right? Right, so, right did i get it right okay right i'm more so for that because um i feel like people overcomplicate things and sometimes they feel like they need more um, especially resources. People always feel like, oh, when I get money, I'm gonna do that. Oh, when I you know, have more time from work or when I, and I'm always like, that day is never gonna come. That's right. how I am. Like, I'm like, that's not gonna come. Just do it, just do it. Like Nike, just do it, right? right. So I'm one of those people that I just say, just go for it. Like I don't care what you have growing up against you, like just do it. And whatever results you get is gonna teach you something. And that's better than the person that's not doing nothing. Right. So that's why I'm 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 more so like that. I also feel like everybody has their time. So instead of feeling like oh, just because I started working on this today, next week I'm going to be lit, be you know on some sort of level. How about just working on it, just to develop you know your yourself and develop your 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 skill set, and you are gradually climbing. Like I I feel like you know that's that's just a better approach than feeling like um, I got to wait for the perfect timing or I got to put myself in position or whatever the things that people think like they have to do before they just go for it.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we went through talking about how many roadblocks you may have, or not even road. Well, maybe Mm -hmm. we can call them roadblocks, but the fact that you took a risk, you Mm -hmm. went to school, but then you were like, listen, school's not really working out that's okay. And you had to move. You kept getting these jobs, you know, trying to figure it out, but then you were a flight attendant. And I believe one of the riskiest times where you had to stop flying because people just weren't taking a lot of trips. And most of those trips are probably like luxurious trips, like vacation trips or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you go ahead and start an Airbnb business, (laughs) even though you can't fly right now because people aren't vacationing as much. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's a risk. Mm-hmm. And then going ahead and getting some mentorship to be able to scale and do the things that you want to do. Do you? What would you say is after taking all of those risks? Like, what would you say is your purpose? And it could mm-hmm. just be for right now. I know people want to make it real crazy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> once I say this is my purpose, it's etched in stone forever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like right now, today in 2022, what do you believe like your purpose is?
1: Mm-hmm. That's deep. I like that. I gotta, I gotta work on my purpose because I got two. Like you said i'd be wanting to think of that purpose like that that big big thing but right. i i really feel like um inspiring people to uh use their gifts in their in their talents so for me um like i i, I told you like my background uh, i didn't really go to the best school didn't have a degree the jobs i had were pretty you know regular mediocre jobs Uh, My family is pretty, you know, regular, like nobody's done anything, you know, crazy in in business world or anything. And I just didn't have anything that was like, okay, you're definitely going to go to the top, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I just use the things that God gave me and I just put them on a platform. So that's what I I feel my purpose is to show people that they have, they each have their own unique gift and that they can use it to do whatever it is that they want to do in life, however they want to live their life whatever level they want to go with it, whatever freedom they want, they can have all of that if they utilize the gifts that they already have. So yeah, I feel like facts. that that's definitely my purpose.
0: Facts. Facts. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So last question here, like what, what's next for, for Monica Lee? Like, I'm excuse mm-hmm. me, excuse me. How dare me, Miss Monica? Y'all better stop, <laughs> thank stop you, playing thank with her. You. <laughs> what, what's you know what's next for you? Mm-hmm. I know that, like I said, you've done the Airbnb, now you're doing Airbnb coaching, you have master classes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, you know, I've seen you on there like every day doing mm-hmm. a master class mm-hmm. and just giving back to the people. Like, I just want y'all to know like she really is the people's champ. Like, when you talk about getting value, <laughs> no, for real, because when you talk about getting value, right. Don't get it wrong, when you go in there you're going to see some products that you will have to pay for, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. she also if you just turn on her notifications, if you just tap into her IG, you're going to get a bunch of value um just off rep. But mm-hmm. what's what's next for you? Um, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Oh man. So, with Airbnb, I want to definitely take it to another level so you know I started out with rental arbitrage just getting units that were like apartments and flipping them and but I want to definitely go to a new level getting like my first um house that is specifically for short-term renting um and then going doing some crazy with the house so like some sort of boutique hotel type of vibe like really like doing something crazy like that um I'm even interested in hotel investing that's something that I've been really thinking about um, still learning about it, but been thinking about that. So that's that. And then, like in the um, in the digital space, I really want to I really want to uh, come up with some sort of I guess I could say coaching. I got I probably coach again, uh, but really teaching people how they can um, make money in the digital space because I feel like with everything that's going on right now, recession. Um, the digital world is kind of recession-proof in a sense because you could tap into so many people from the comfort of your own home and and make income. And it's like where jobs are laying people off or jobs are getting obsolete. Like today, for example, I hope I don't go too off the topic, but <laughs> you don't mind. No, like, no, you, no, you
0: good, you um, good. Go ahead.
1: So one of my one of my one of my jobs I actually had I worked um in a clothing store Zara. So I used to be a cashier in Zara. And I went to Zara today, and I seen Zara had um, what is it? They had like these kiosk self checkout thing. There was no cashier in sight, not one. Oh wow! And you literally walk up to it. Yeah, you literally walk up to it, and it puts the clothes in, it scans it, and it just it put it into perspective exactly why I want to teach people about making money from digital products or anything online because there are jobs like cashiers or different things that are going to be wiped out because they're going to put kiosks or computers right and yep. you know what we can't we can't beat that so why yeah. don't we figure out our own way you know to 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 do what we got to do to to get there so that's something I want to really work on I feel like especially um with younger people because they're so into the internet already they're already right. using these apps so much teaching them right. how they can just take those apps and make money from those very same apps that they use every day teaching them you know how they can use their phone to make money and stuff like that so that's that's one of my things that i really want to do because i feel like um that information is going to be golden in the years to come like i feel like the next couple of years is gonna get a little, little little scary for some people and i think if they right. know that they can have that backup plan to do something online right. that that will definitely help them
0: and no, yeah
1: i'm gonna add one more thing because i'm like i said i'm, I'm an over <laughs> i'm super ambitious <laughs> um i wanna i wanna uh host events i would love to do like in person airbnb coaching and you know do things in person so i definitely want to have some sort of big big event um definitely um gonna be oh i always talk about mindset so in the event it's gonna be a lot of mindset coaching. But I'm also gonna be giving them some game on how to get started and, and other industries that people you know want to learn about. I'm gonna put it all together. So I really right. want to do some events like that as well. So that's 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 pretty much what the future holds. And I'll say very 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 close, like near right. future. Like I'm talking right. about like in a couple months. Like I'm trying to get right. all of that shake. So
0: <laughs> right right right. No, that's 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 awesome. Well, we're excited. You know, mm. future. You know, all of that stuff that'll be in the very near future. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're excited that you came on the show today, man. I'm sure everyone who listened, I know y'all got some value and you got to understand like people that I try to have on the show, like I really want them Mm -hmm. to have an impact. Right. And I think that that's the easiest way for, you know, people to really feel as if you're getting value is as she said, she said, when I asked her what she wants to do, what's next, it really involved just like providing value to people. And pretty much making an impact, you know, on her community. So, but uh we appreciate you coming on. And as always, you know, this is your boy B with the purpose-driven risk podcast, where we help every uh, you know, we help everyone, whether student, uh, whether professional, uh, businesswoman, businessman, uh, we want to help you all take risks with a purpose. Um, so this is it. That's all we got. First show, man. I think you did great, Monica. I think you Thank did great. You. All Thank right. Thank you so much. Well, No problem. No problem. We're signing off and uh, we'll see you guys uh, on the next show. All right. All righty. Take care.